Welcome to episode 205 of Explode Your Expert Business Show, brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today, I have the pleasure to interview Annie Wright on how to find time to take care of your body. Too many times uh, we actually remember about our body only when things go wrong. And in particular, as busy entrepreneurs, experts, influencers, authorities that we are, then it's just easy to work too much and not prioritizing our health and well-being. And this is why uh, this interview, I think, is uh, very, very special and is a must to listen to everyone, for everyone. Now, for those of you that don't know Annie, uh, Dr. Annie Wright trained as a chiropractor in 2001 after a first career as an officer in the Intelligence Corps British Army. And then there she sustained an injury uh, while serving. And although, although this did not result in a medical discharge, Annie was no longer able to do many of the physical activities any normal young adult would expect to do. And this was followed by a burnout in 2006 when Annie had pleurisy and pneumonia three times in six months. But through the diverse areas of her chiropractic medical knowledge and a personal interest in the mechanism of both physical and mental injury, Annie set about rehabilitating her knee and regaining her health. She then brought together these varied skills to help her client overcome their injuries. Such was the effect of the holistic approach of lifestyle, stress management, nutrition, plus varied application of her biomechanical knowledge to help her clients overcome their injuries that that led to an improvement in their physical and mental health. A lot of her clients says actually she gave people back their lives. As a result of this, Annie now offers a coaching service that helps people with a wide range of health-related issues, including fatigue, burnout, diabetes, high blood pressure, autoimmune disease, and other non-communicable <laughs> communicable diseases. It is uh, uh, delivered uh, from the perspective of someone who has herself made that journey. In fact, in this episode, we talk about how to find time for yourself even when you don't have time, how to make changes in your life that will lead to more energy and clarity, and the four-step process Annie uses with every client to help them become truly healthy. You can connect with Annie by scrolling down in the show notes and uh, checking all their links. And you can uh, watch the video interview if you prefer watching or reading the full transcript of the interview at www.gtex.org.uk forward slash 205. Now, before we start the episode, I want to remind you that as an expert, as a speaker, the one of the most profitable ways uh, to get clients is uh, talking at speaking at other people's events or running your own events but it can be a very costly and expensive uh, uh, exercise if you ever run an event before you know what i mean and so your ability to convert the audience into clients is what will determine if that event is going to be a success or a failure 
This is why I've created for you, after selling more than seven figures from the stage, I've created for you the most comprehensive checklist that you can find anywhere to create a pitch that sells, but without using any manipulative or sleazy tactics or techniques. And you can find the link here in the show notes for the ultimate selling from the state checklist. Make sure you download it. More than 5,000 people have got it so far with incredible reviews. Make sure you get your copy. Also, if you want to connect with like-minded people, and uh, feel a bit lonely in this journey, and you want to network with high-level experts, then join our Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Business Group. And you can find that on um, on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz, or you can just scroll down and the link again is here in the show notes. And one more thing, subscribe to the show. Please, please, please subscribe to the show. It means a lot to me. Maybe you'll be listening to us for a while then uh, you don't miss then any other episode by subscribing. So please do that. And now it's time to get started. Let's hear it from Annie Wright, how to find time to take care of your body. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And today I'm here with the one and only Annie Wright. How are you doing today, Annie? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. Oh, fantastic to hear. So today is a really, we're talking about a really important topic, which is all about health. And, uh, you know, when running a business as uh, experts like myself, yourself, Sometimes we feel that there are never enough hours <laughs> during the day to take care of, of our health, and then something happens. And it's like, oh, I, I, I got a body. It's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> so wake up call, right? Uh, and I know you do a brilliant job on uh, helping really successful people finding that balance and uh, prioritizing their health. So before we go into this topic, tell us a bit more about yourself and what got you to do what you do today. Well, basically, um, I got into the health industry um, basically because I, I, I was injured. Um, I was in the army, um, which had been something that I'd wanted to do um, most of my teenage life. I went to the Royal Military um, Officer Academy at Sandhurst. Um, which is an incredible place full of history. Um, but in week two, my left knee started to become a little bit troublesome. Mm. And uh, through the next um, six months, uh, it got progressively worse and worse. Thankfully, um, I was able to call on a few friends uh, to sort of give me advice to help me through. So I didn't have to um, be back termed, which is uh, a nightmare if you are. Um, so I managed to pass out, but it, it, was, it was a real issue. Um, and I was then sent to um, an infantry battalion um, in an administration role. Um, but uh, the guys um, suddenly realized that if I was um, to, to, to one of the real valuable things that I could give was I was the only female 
in 600 people. And wow. if I passed okay, uh, okay, being... Okay, 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 let me, let me stop you there for a moment. <laughs> how was being, how was there, like, did, how was being the only female in 600 people? How did you feel there? It had its moments. It had its moments, especially initially. Um, but they were very respective. They were very respective. Um, but it does have its moments, yes. Did, did, did you ever feel, oh my God, uh, am I going to be able to pass this? Am I going to be able to move forward? I'm the only woman here. Uh, do you ever felt that way? Um, uh, yes, the first night was challenging, shall we say. I think I grew up quite a lot that night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now you, so you, you find yourself in that situation and then what happened? Um, basically, um, I carried on my career, um, but it was, it wasn't going to work. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I was becoming increasingly desk bound and being inactive was just so painful. It just was a nightmare. Um, and so I, I realized that we needed to part company. It was not going to be the job that I wanted to do, nor um, would be able to do. Yeah. And so coincidentally, as um, I rode, and when you ride, you sometimes fall off horses. Um, and therefore, I had a chiropractor who helped put me back together when we parted company. Um, and I was loading a friend's horse and the horse kicked me in the arm, which we didn't really think very much of apart from a few um, expletives. Um, but within a couple of hours, my arm started to go numb. And um, so went to the, to the doctor and they went, well, it'll just come back. Um, so went out of the doctor and called my so, chiropractor. So did they say, really, it will just come back? It, they just said, yeah. That, it, it, yes, <laughs> I'm like, it's, I heard well. They just said. You, yeah, absolutely. It will just it come will back. Just come back. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> um, and um, so I rang my chiropractor up and said, got a slight technical hitch here. Um, I have a championships at um, the weekend and I cannot use my right arm. And so I, I pedaled it down from Bedford to, um, to Hampshire. And uh, I actually had a bowed collarbone. Uh, and to distract me from what is actually quite a painful um, treatment, wow. we were talking about chiropractic. And it was then that I actually realized that I had the A-levels and the aptitude and the interest to become a chiropractor. So six weeks later, I was on the course. So it was immediately like a sudden decision. Like, yeah. I only do things suddenly. <laughs> it feels right. Let, let, it feels right. Go for it. You, you yep. know, what? it happened also with me, like um, when I decided to go into the coaching world, I remember attending a seminar and I was like, yeah, that's what I, I was born to do. Let, let's start. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there was no other. It was like two days, and that was enough to understand. Okay, that's, that's the next part of my life. Yeah. And how did you feel when you realized that? Was it? It was a. I'm just curious to understand from you. It was how. a release, a real release. Um, the training was fascinating. Mm -hmm. 
I had never thought about chiropractic. Um, I only thought at the time that you kind of did bones um, and spines. And so therefore for me, it was like going in a complete circle because as a child, I was really interested in how vitamins and minerals and food um, affected the body. And so when I was going to university, I actually started doing food science. That's my, that was my sort of first degree. And, um, but it became relatively clear that actually food science is not about food and how it reacts with the body and what food does. It's all about how you manipulate food. And that did not interest me at all. Right. So I changed, changed degrees to history and economics. Um, so it was this complete full circle going around in my life. And so over the next 18 years, I, um, since I've qualified, um, I basically learned so many different techniques, partly guided by what interested me, Mm -hmm. uh, what my clients needed, but also I used my body as a barometer mm-hmm. because it was broken basically i realized very quickly i had what five operations on it and it actually made no difference at all wow and this i was not unique in this um and so what happened was i i learned about something which led me to another area of interest um it's i tried it on myself it worked mm-hmm. or didn't work i just tweaked it a bit to make yep. it work better. Yeah. Sort of gave it an any bit, as my clients call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I then realised that uh, food, activity, um, how your mind works, mm. how you engage with your body, really makes a massive, massive, massive difference. And that, that was just like opening. If you can imagine the thing that you want so much in life, you know, a present that you've really, really wanted for ages, but you couldn't afford it or you didn't know how to get it. And then somebody gives that to you and it's yours. It's, you know, it's there for you to be able to open, to look at, to use. It's that kind of feeling. Suddenly the body actually works for you. (laughs) <laughs> rather than you living in it and having no control over it um like oh something else is popping up or another ache or another yeah, pain absolutely. um because i mean now when people say that they 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 don't know you know they have a little pain and they come they they, they complain about it or they come running to me and i'll say yeah but that's normal you know there's not a day where i can say something in my body's not whinging um mm-hmm. but it's not major it it just sort of goes away or I do something and it just carries on. Um, But no, that realism that actually you can have control over your body, uh, your mind is, I think one of the, for me, it was a massive breakthrough. And so from there, then uh, you made, uh, now you're making a transition into also uh, not just a chiropractic word, but adding also elements of coaching. Uh, why, why did that happen? What made you say, okay, chiroprac- just being a chiropractor is not enough. I need to do something more for my clients. I've always believed, especially because I, I think because I had a chronic problem, people 
were drawn to me with chronic problems. And when you have a chronic problem, you, you're never going to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You have to manage it. And you have to get your head around that. But you have to understand what the pain or the dysfunction or the problem is. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that, you have control. So if someone has arthritis like I did, actually the arthritic joint is actually very little of the pain. It's the third world war that goes on around it and the muscles as they try to compensate for that that causes the problem. And so once you then realize that you're actually aggravating your body every step of the way or every time you lift something or whatever, suddenly you can realize that actually you can change how you work in a good way Mm -hmm. and therefore you can reduce the pain. Yes. But also you can use, when you have a bad day, you can go, okay, now how am I walking or how am I lifting something or how am I sitting? And you go, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, the little bad habits have snuck in again. (laughs) You can just pop it up a bit more and then you can reduce the pain. Yep. Uh, and it's really interesting that we're reading more and more in the papers now how much actually doctors are starting to think that actually you can help arthritis and things. Whereas yeah. five years ago, 10 years ago, it was the kiss of death. Once you had it, you could do nothing about it. Goodbye. Good luck. Exactly. Goodbye. And it was this realization that so many diseases were being caused by actually a single factor. And that is our lifestyle, how we move, what we eat, the air we breathe, our emotional connection with people and our jobs and our families. And this leads to a, a, a situation which in, in, in sort of medical speak is called global inflammation. Hmm. Um, I described as to patients, it's a bit like a, your body becomes a bit of a septic tank. Yes. I don't like using words toxic because that's really kind of like overused, but it's all got very, very gunky. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And what we need to do is clean it out. But unlike a loo system, we don't want to actually throw more chemicals into it and make it even gunkier. What we have to do is we have to, to, to detox it, um, to, to, to sieve out, to make the organs which sieve everything out, mm-hmm. we, we mm-hmm. have to make them work better. Um, so therefore, we have to be more mindful about what we stick in our mouths um, and, um, and, and how we get the body to work. And, uh, I mean, and that it, was the really big thing. That then, so I suppose I educate. I've always educated. Mm. Um, and then last year, literally two days ago, Um, I was talking with a client and he said to me, I need your help. Right. Yeah. What help do you need? And he went, I've got to start looking after my body. I went, yep. (laughs) I'm glad, I'm glad (laughs) you realized that. (laughs) Um, and he said, I can't do that. I went, yes, you can. And he went, no, I can't do it. I need your help. And so, yep. Last year, in the middle of the Beast of the East, Stantall was created, and my coaching program actually became my focus and my priority. So you mentioned uh, during our conversations that uh, 
a lot of people, like, you know, the informations are out there. We all know that we need to eat better and exercise more. No. <laughs> Spend time with the great people, have connections with the people that we love, all the things that you said before. And, you know, on, in hindsight, it, it's quite logical. And it should be pretty easy. But it's not <laughs> based on <laughs> global results. Yeah. So, in particular, now we are talking this podcast is for business owners, experts, people that are running busy lives. Yeah. And they are going on there, changing the world, and often forgetting about themselves. Oh, yeah. So, so, why do people not prioritize their health? Like, what's going on here that stops us from saying, you know what, I need. Where can I find time to eat better? Where can I find time to exercise more? So what's, what's the problem here? What's the real problem? Um, the real problem is, is that we have been forced-fed, forced-fed, excuse the pun, mm -hmm. that we need to do something extra. That to, to lose weight and to eat healthier, you need to eat something fancy, and and you need to eat less and to be more active you need to go to the gym mm -hmm. and busy people can't fit that in it doesn't work because if you're working six to eight you're going to international conferences you're living away from home you potentially got family whether it's children or a husband or a wife and you still doing the cleaning and you're doing all the cooking, where do you fit in going to the gym? Yep. You're knackered. So it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You just pick up something easy because you're tired and you don't have time. You flop down on the sofa um, or behind the computer to try and catch up on those last emails. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you don't see any way of breaking out of it. Because as a person, we will always take the easy option out. This, this massive great processor of ours is a wonder at patterns and taking the easy option. Yeah. And changing actually is, it is easy once you have clarity and certainty about where you want to go. But when you don't have that clarity or that certainty, oh, there's so many paths in that wood. Uh, I can so I can so relate with what with what you're saying. I mean, I've I've always been um, a very active person, okay. very very active person. Um, I've always had had did sports since I was twelve. Never stopped until uh, now. But something that I've realized that at the beginning when I started my business, it was just like I was just so obsessed and so absorbed in my work that uh, I could neglect um food having, having the right food and also i developed uh, like a very bad um eating habit i went through anorexia went through bulimia went through massive overeating issues uh, i even went to overeaters anonymous and so for me like the, the quest for health fitness and in particular to say how can i be healthy without all these problems then became uh, the biggest priority. And I think uh, the biggest struggle that I had to face so far, nothing was more difficult to change than uh, 
my eating issues, like by far, because it just messes up your brain. Uh, and in particular, not many men talk about it. <laughs> you know, eating habit or eating issues is uh, more commonly shared between women and commonly accepted, so socially accepted for women because society's told us that, <laughs> but not between men. And so it made it even worse. And so it took a very long look to myself to, uh, to make those changes of, uh, you know, not always going for the easy option or uh, cooking food at, at home. Uh, actually, it, it required getting married for that to happen. <laughs> so if, if it was left to myself, it wouldn't have happened at all. <laughs> and then uh, making time for exercising and doing something that I loved even without going to the gym. Um, which, uh, which, which is what you mentioned. So I think what you do is, uh, is super important. So now the question that I have is, uh, how can, when you work with your clients, uh, what do you do first to get things started? Because uh, that's what our listener wants to know right now. It's like, where shall I start? Where shall I start? My biggest thing and, um, is, is we, if we put it into business speak, we need to do an audit. We need to know where we're starting from. I, I love the metaphor. Um, we yeah. need to know our habits. We need to know what we eat, when we eat. But more importantly, you need to know when you feel great, when you feel like shit, when you, um, when you feel, you know that, you know when you get up and that, you know you when you get, get up or you just have that moment of real clarity and suddenly work is so easy. You need to feel, need to know when you feel those bits, if you ever feel those bits. But also you need to know that feeling when light, you, just, you just sit down and you've got a notebook in front of you or the screen in front of you and you just need to write something. And it's just like mush, absolute yeah. mush. You can't think of where to, it, almost like English is you know, your mother tongue has, or you for Italian, your mother tongue has suddenly become like gobbledygook. There is just no connection between the brain, the fingers and the screen. It's just like, uh. exactly. <laughs> um, and that can be that knowing when those are, knowing those patterns of how you feel, connecting them with what you're eating and when you're eating or you're not eating how active you've been at that time making those connections is really really important mm -hmm. yeah because for most people and this is going to sound really when you're talking about somebody who is obese so their body fat is 50 percent which most of us will be thinking oh my god our body fat's not that great well even if you look at most men, most men now, their collar sizes, the smallest collar size you can buy is a, is, is a 15 and a half now. So men, most men are on a 17 and a half, 18 collar size. Mm -hmm. That means that you already, your neck is, a, is heading towards the area where you get sleep apnea as being a common problem. Yeah. Um, if you're a size, if you're a waistline of a size 40 plus, then you are heading up towards the 40, 50% body fat. 
Um, so it's actually quite easy to get up to that, that levels without actually being conscious of it. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you can connect how you feel with what you're doing, then you can start looking at, okay, what's going on? What do we need to do? How do we plan? Because most people actually stop eating. We use, we use food as a weapon in two different ways. We either abstain from it or we go completely opposite and just binge. Yeah, that's exactly what I was that's doing. That's more of a ladies thing. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was doing. Or yeah. we just eat what's convenient. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, from the, um, you know, from the supermarkets. Um, and I start to slowly educate people about how they can feel full but not eat a massive portion mm-hmm. but that um are they a grazer or are they a sort of t- a three meal a day person mm-hmm. that it's absolutely fine to graze but you just need to know what to graze on yeah when you have a sort of sugar drop moment what to eat and what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that very quickly starts to change things. And the first thing it changes is your clarity and your mental stableness. So a lot of guys come to me because they are, they're losing it. They're struggling at work to, and we, all, we can all see this in guys we've worked with. Oh, they're yeah. explosive shall we say exactly they're a bit explosive either they are super super keen and they're just sort of compulsive or you you ask them a question and <laughs> goes off mm-hmm. um and it's really interesting because that's what changes first when you change how they eat and when they eat because often, actually, it's just simply the blood sugar levels doing this mm-hmm. all day. And the body can't cope with it. It's not designed to cope with it. And then we start introducing activity. And you'll notice I say activity, not exercise. Because the guys I work with are super focused. They are absolute machines at doing things and driving themselves. Mm-hmm. Because that's where they are in their lives. But their bodies are just basically something they live in. It's not part of their overall plan in life. Yeah. It's a vessel. They just take complete, they just don't take any notice of it until it goes wrong. But once you start moving, so for example, I've got a guy, um, and he's working a six story building mm-hmm. and he has now been there since about three months. He hasn't used the lifts once. Mm-hmm. He's at the top of the building and one of his project managers is at the bottom of the building. And he, we made it basically his aim yep. that he didn't use the lifts and he didn't use a telephone. Now yeah. for a 
senior director, you think this is mad, him running up and down the stairs. <laughs> this is just not going to work. He now works 25% less time because his brain is clear. Yeah. His mental issues, his anger has just gone. Um, his brain is clear. And actually what he's found in trundling down the steps and trundling up the steps, he has the most amazing brainwaves. Mm -hmm. Because it's away from the screen, it's away from the desk. So he's turned that really powerfully into, his, um, into how he works. Um, and so that's what I do. We, we audit, we, we plan, and we use what you eat and when you eat. And when you put activity into your day, Mm -hmm. and we then reordered continually oh, I, I absolutely love this process and uh, it, it makes it simpler <laughs> I think to, yeah. to to make the changes because uh, from what I've heard you saying you are not talking about you know a lot of times uh, the the diet industry or the change industry is all about uh, making drastic changes you know you talk you think about the fitness industry is uh, how to lose uh, five kilos in two weeks uh, or uh, you, you're you're looking at you know changing completely your diet uh, and now suddenly become vegan and eat only salad leaves and a carrot which then you eat a vase of Nutella at five o'clock and at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so it, it makes it, it makes it very manageable. Even just making small changes say, okay, right now go up and down the stair. You're, you're already there. You have it. Uh, you don't need anything else. Now I have a question for you in terms of uh, nutrition. Mm -hmm. Is there something like some, uh, some foods that you recommend or a particular diet that you recommend to people? Is that the same for everyone? It differs from person to person or do you have some like go-to foods that uh, you, you are recommending to your clients? And, and the reason why I'm asking this question, it is because, uh, you know, I think that the, the, the diet industry is a bit, <laughs> it's, it's part of the French is a bit fucked up. So, <laughs> and going myself through a lot of so many diets and eat this and don't eat that, then I kind of find my own balance and, and it works and now it works. So I wanted to take you to, to hear your take on this. Well, you'll notice the whole way through, I've not used the word diet. Mm -hmm. I've used the word food yes. and what you eat. And it's very different. If someone like myself um, uses food as a weapon because for emotional, then I may use initially um, calorie counting mm -hmm. so that people actually understand what they're eating. And it's an educational and most of the guys I work with are really quite um, bright, so they don't have to do it for very long. Mm -hmm. um, so what I concentrate on is, uh, it depends on why someone's coming to me. Um, so if they're overweight, um, and if they have um, tended to like pasta and rice and quick things, then I get them to increase their protein levels. Yes, because protein is great in terms that it has low calories 
um, but it makes you feel full. Mm-hmm. It, it touches that hunter-gatherer button in, in us that just makes us feel full. But you feel like you're still eating something. Yes. And then the next big thing that I, I educate people on is that fats are good and that what I would call carbs, which are coming out of a packet, so pasta, rice, snacks um biscuits cakes Mm -hmm. they're generally not good for us (laughs) pretty simple (laughs) if if it's a carb coming out of a a packet try to avoid it as much as possible (laughs) however the other thing i go now all the italians that are listening to this they're like no no because their genetics are different their genetics (laughs) are very different and their pasta is very different Okay, so there, there is hope. There, there, like oh, us, there is hope. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So basically, it's, it's, it's protein that fills you up. Yes. It's rainbow colors of veg and fruit, mm-hmm. um, which gives you lots of the nutrients and the sugars in a form that we can, as a body, digest. Mm-hmm. And it's to reduce down, but not eliminate what I'd call the fast the fast hits Mm -hmm. because when people start to add in the, the, the colors and, and the protein, what happens is, is they then start to twig themselves that actually the carbs don't make them feel that good. Yeah. Now I'm being, I'm being slightly naughty here because fruit and veg is anybody who was edu- you know, anybody will probably be shouting at the screen. It is a carbohydrate, (laughs) but it is treated in the body differently. Yes. Um, so when you've had, you know, a quite a stodgy lunch, you suddenly start to realize that actually, (laughs) yeah, exactly. But if you have nuts and what I call a, a, quite a, a a meaty as in, not as in meat necessarily, but quite a robust salad, I'm not talking about lettuce leaves here, um, or vegetables or whatever. Mm. um seeds uh whatever i'm you actually have energy after lunch blues and moments just go um so that's basically that's basically what i do with people i i I, I really love it i have one more question before before we go to the lifting the veil part of the interview um what's your take on supplements do you recommend supplements I, because there are some people that are like, or yes, oh my God, we need supplements because now we don't get enough nutrients from the food and how it's treated. And we have people that are like, oh my God, no, supplements is like the son of Satan. Don't get supplements. So where, where what's where your take on that? Yeah, where are you at? I do use supplements, um, but it's not a blanket. So if someone is coming to me with um, clinical disease, I do use supplements simply to boost their, um, their nutrients. I use them as a, as a, a, a drug, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I have some medic. I'm not a pharmacist, but I have some clinical understanding of the relationships between the supplement 
the drugs they're on and the condition. Mm-hmm. And their GPs know what supplements I'm putting them on. Right. So I do it in a very um, open, transparent, and scientific way. Um, most of the supplements I use tend to be t- towards gut health mm-hmm. um, because that is, for me, the key to getting somebody feeling better faster. Yes. And especially energy uh, clarity. That is, that is the fastest way and emotionally. Um, and the other area that I do use supplements is where we've got a high level of where the excretion organs, the liver and the kidneys mm-hmm. are not working very well. So any ladies with uh, menstrual pain, um, anybody that has quite chunky thighs that don't, they've tried exercising and the, and the thighs don't unchunk. Any that has puffiness in the ankles uh, and limbs, um, those kind of people, I, I do use supplements to, yeah. um, to get those organs working again. Working better. Yeah. Okay. Th- thank you for sharing. So now it's time to go to the last part of the interview, which is uh, called Lifting the Veil. And that's where we ask all our guests uh, to share a tool, an app, a book they're reading or they found out, a website, uh, uh, something that they bought recently, whatever you choose that made a positive impact in your life, on your business, that is worth sharing. So, Annie, what is that for you? It's a book that I go back to frequently. I think I've probably owned it about five years. I think that's Mm -hmm. right. Um, It's a book called Clarity by Mm -hmm. Jamie Smart. Yep. Uh, I tend to pick up books as I go through airports. And it kind of jumped off the shelf at me. And what I love about it, and it started for me that emotional journey and the understanding that actually it was me that was getting in my way, not Mm -hmm. anybody else, is it looks at perceptions. Yes. And a lot of what people struggle with in health is perceptions. How are people going to perceive if I do this? What if I do that? How am I going to look? Well, I can't, it, I don't change. That's a, a something that comes out frequently. My body doesn't change. All mm-hmm. these things are actually in our heads. They're yes. all limiting beliefs. And God, they are just the most trashing thing for getting to our dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the mental obstacles, I put it, all the perceptions, the limiting beliefs that Jamie goes into so well in these books, in this book, um, is just so much part of that first yeah. question you asked is why people actually don't enact on the information they see. Uh, I, I read Clarity. Uh, Jamie Smart is also a good friend. Uh, he spoke for us about like four or five times uh, at, uh, at GTEx. So I absolutely love his message. I recommend everyone who's listening to get the book Clarity. It's not a big book, no, no, quite I, short. Yeah. Very easy read, but man, that's powerful. So thank you for mentioning, guys, get the book. I'll put the link, the Amazon link here in the show notes so you, you, you can get a copy. Ani, thank you very much for the interview. It's been an absolute pleasure 
very, very informative, very, very useful. Um, now, I know that our listeners are like, okay, I, I want to talk to Anne. <laughs> <laughs> but if people want to reach out to you, uh, get to know you better, um, get into your word, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, there's my Facebook link, uh, um, either Stand Tall for Life, which is a four, not a F-O-R, or my personal page, Annie Wright. And also my email is always a good way, is awright at salight.co.uk. And if you could put that into your notes as well. Yeah, we'll put, it, we'll put everything in the show yeah. notes. So in this moment, if you scroll down in the podcast or if you're watching this on YouTube, if you go in the description or if you are, maybe you're watching this or listening to this on our website, still scroll down, you will find all the links, Annie, her Facebook profile link, her Facebook page and her email address so you can reach out to her. I really encourage you to do that because your health becomes your biggest priority. Without that, no matter what grandiose goals, dreams, aspirations you have, then it means nothing. Because one day, and we all know someone, or maybe it happened to ourselves, that something, something happens to the machine, and then we realize how important it is. So now you know how important it is. So be proactive. Okay. Annie, thank you very much for, uh, for being with us today. I really enjoyed it. Guys, thank you very much for listening or watching. Uh, make sure yes, you subscribe to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button right now so you don't miss any other episode. And I would really appreciate, it would mean a lot to me, if you can leave us a review, uh, an honest review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like us to, to talk about, to share. And uh, also, we are going to shout out some of the reviews in, in, in the future episodes. So I'm really looking forward to reading your reviews. And now there is only one thing to say, which is uh, remember that together we grow exponentially. I'll see you next time. Bye.